Welcome to the Rev Sarah Shares podcast for Sunday the 21st of August. Today Gillian leads us in our reflection through the parable of the widow and the judge with a stop by in Genesis looking at prayer and when it is hard work. Her reflection speaks to us all as she recognises that prayer genuinely can be hard work and persistence in prayer is something we know about but we don't necessarily like. Thank you to Anne and to myself for the Bible readings today and to Gillian for our reflection. Luke chapter 18 at verse 1 Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to teach them that they should always pray and never become discouraged. In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected people. And there was a widow in that same town who kept coming to him and pleading for her rights, saying, Help me against my opponent. For a long time the judge refused to act, but at last he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or respect people, yet because of all the trouble this widow is giving me, I will see to it that she gets her rights. If I don't, she will keep on coming and finally wear me out. And the Lord continued, Listen to what that corrupt judge said. Now, will God not judge in favour of his own people who cry to him day and night for help? Will he be slow to help them? I tell you, he will judge in their favour and do it quickly. But will the Son of Man find faith on earth when he comes? Amen. Following on from the parable reading, we're going to share a text from the Old Testament as well that helps us understand wrestling and prayer. From Genesis chapter 32, verses 22 to 32. Listen now for the word of God. That same night, Jacob got up, took his two wives, his two concubines and his eleven children and crossed the river Jabbok. After he'd sent them across, he also sent across everything that he owned, but he stayed behind alone. Then a man came and wrestled with him until just before daybreak. When the man saw that he was not winning the struggle, he struck Jacob on the hip and it was thrown out of joint. The man said, let me go, daylight is coming. I won't unless you bless me, Jacob answered. What is your name? the man asked. Jacob, he answered. The man said, your name will no longer be Jacob. You have struggled with God and with men, and you have won, so your name will be Israel. Jacob said, now tell me your name. But he answered, why do you want to know my name? Then he blessed Jacob. Jacob said, I have seen God face to face and I am still alive. So he named the place Peniel. The sun rose as Jacob was leaving Peniel and he was limping because of his hip. Even today the descendants of Israel do not eat the muscle which is on the hip joint because it was on this muscle that Jacob was struck. Amen and thanks be to God for the reading of his word. Do you ever feel as though your prayers are being returned unopened? Does it ever feel like you're just getting heaven's voicemail? Like you're getting a runaround and you wonder, 
is actually anybody up there listening to me? Or is there anybody I can speak to? Maybe you've been praying for something for a long time regularly and with great passion. It is hard to pray when it seems that no one is answering or nothing is forthcoming. You know the kind of situation I mean, God hasn't granted our request, but he obviously hasn't closed the door completely on it either. And what we pray for certainly seems to us to be like a good thing, and we would hope that he would give it to us. Sometimes I really struggle with prayer, and I wonder if God can actually hear me. Am I getting through? In my mind, I know that prayer is a direct line to God and that with God, all things are possible. But does God really have time to take me seriously? If we are honest enough to admit it, most of us live as though God does not have the time to care because if we really believed that God listened to our prayers, I'm sure we would all take our prayer life more seriously. As it is, most of us only get serious about prayer when the going gets tough. We take prayer more seriously when tragedies occur in the world or the country or closer to home in our community. We take prayer more seriously when we find ourselves in desperate situations such as sickness or bereavement. In my own life, a jolt of reality has a way of wakening up my prayer life. My life gets out of control and I feel that I'm backed into a corner and I have no other option than to call on God. It is during these times that I wake up to the fact that God has never left me, but I am the one who has wandered away. I am the one that has walked away from God's purpose for my life and decided to go alone. As a result of my decision, I walk further and further away from God, his concern, and into a land of desperation. C.S. Lewis wrote, prayer is request. The essence of a request, as distinct from a demand, is that it may or may not be granted. And if an infinitely wise being listens to the requests of finite and foolish creatures, of course he will sometimes grant them and sometimes refuse them. Ruth Bell Graham, the wife of Billy Graham, once said, If God answered every prayer of mine, I would have married the wrong man seven times. There are times when our prayers take on the form of an intense wrestling match with God. When we don't understand God and the circumstances that befall us. There are times when God remains absent or at least silent. Times when we can't speak the words, thy will be done. Every one of us could tell a story or two from our own life's experience when God just didn't make sense. Times when the unfailing love of God seemed to skip a beat. Times when we gazed up to the stars in disbelief and asked, Lord, what is it you really want from me? There are times in every believer's life when our prayer takes on a more urgent nature, 
when we try hard to reconcile our understanding of God's love and mercy with our negative experience in life. Take, for example, the widow in the parable of Luke 18, who was stripped of her rights for justice because of her social status. These are times when prayer goes beyond the mechanical utterance of words that we think God would like to hear from us. Jesus tells the parable of the persistent widow in Luke 18 so that his followers may be encouraged to persist despite unanswered prayer. The parable tells the story of a widow who demands justice for herself. The corrupt and selfish judge makes excuses and obviously doesn't care about the widow's concern. But the widow persists in her demand. She really gets on the judge's case and is exhausting his patience. The word that translated as wear me out literally means to beat black and blue or to hit to cause bruises. Jesus seems to humour his audience by emphasising just how intolerable and annoying the widow has become in her request for justice. Picture the scene that Jesus is describing. This lady becomes the judge's shadow. Wherever he goes, she's there. She tugs on his robes, forcefully trapping him on his, tapping him on his shoulder, embarrassing him in front of his peers and so on. The judge is ready to jump off a cliff and gives in to her insistence, not for her sake, but for his own peace. The widow has endured in the struggle and as a result has reaped justice. Jesus seems to imply that if we want something badly enough we have to persist and not give up. It seems to me what Jesus is saying is that God really enjoys an intense dialogue with us and God is not afraid of her, our questions or our arguments. I firmly believe that God has a great desire for our companionship and our trust. Indeed, God desires an honest relationship in which we have the courage to ask hard questions and where we grapple with the answers he provides. In the history of God's people, we have many good examples of men and women who have stood their ground and not let go before their intense quest for truth and God's blessing was satisfied. In these stories we perceive their deep desire to experience the love and blessing of a God whose ways are far above human understanding. In Genesis 32, this experience takes place at a time in Jacob's life when he is going through some deep spiritual searching. All of his life he has had to deal with the reputation of his name. Jacob means the one who deceives. Jacob was holding on to his twin brother Esau's heel when they were born. All, have, all, have, all of his life, Jacob was the one who struggled hard to gain the approval and the blessing of his father. 
Jacob had lived with this reputation for many years. The time had come to settle the score. Now he was on his way to meet his brother Esau. And while he was anticipating the encounter with his brother, Jacob was scared stiff. He sent gifts of sheep and livestock ahead with his servants. And then he stayed up all night wrestling with God. In fact, the story says that he persisted till daybreak. He would not let go of his adversary. Jacob would not be satisfied with a pat answer. I will not let you go unless you bless me. As he is given his new name Israel, Jacob comes to terms with his past and he determines to take hold of his new God-given identity. You are no longer the deceiver. You are no longer the one who has been robbed of God's blessing. From now on, your name will be Israel. God prevails. At sunrise, Jacob named the place Peniel, which means I have wrestled with God face to face and my life has been spared. And he had the limp to prove it. Maybe these stories describe how you have felt about your relationship with God lately. Maybe you carry a burden for a loved one who has made some bad choices in his or her life. And you're pleading with God that they would have mercy on them. Maybe you are wrestling with some decisions from your past, a bad reputation, a nasty habit, or a decision that can't be changed. Soren Kierkegaard says, Prayer does not change God, but changes him who prays. When we honestly wrestle with God, we will be transformed forever. Our lives will be changed like the widows and Jacob's. God seeks to make his love and compassion known to us. Let us persist in our wrestling with God. Let us persevere and we too will rise up with a deeper understanding of God's will and ways for us. We may be dusty and limping in the end, but we will experience God's blessing. God wants your prayers. Jesus wants you and me to never, ever give up praying. He wants that vital connection between him and us to become and to remain strong. Effective prayer occurs when you talk to God and listen to what God is saying to you. Prayer involves listening to God just as much as it involves talking to him. Prayer is a relationship. It is fellowship. Prayer is communication with God. God promises to meet our needs, not our wants. The more we get closer to him, the more likely our requests are aligned with his heart and will. If you ask for things that will accomplish the Lord's purpose in this world, the requests are much more likely to be answered. 
We do not always get immediate results when we pray. Our definition of swift justice is not the same as our Lord's definition. The parable of the persistent widow demonstrates that effective prayer requires tenacity and faithfulness. A genuine discipline that we must learn that to pray and never give up and is always based on an absolute trust and faith in God. We can fully count on the Lord to answer when, where and how he chooses. God expects us to keep on asking, to keep on seeking, to keep on knocking and praying until the answers come. If we live a life of persistent prayer, we live a life of faith. And isn't that what this is all about? Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast today and I hope that you found it inspiring and perhaps even reassuring. Do join us again next week as we celebrate our Back to Church Sunday and look at the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. I hope you have a blessed week.